0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, May 25th, 5 30 a.m. Central Time. July corn futures up one and three quarters at 589. July soybeans down one and three quarters at 1322 and three quarters. July Chicago wheat down one at 6.05 and a quarter. July Kansas City wheat down four and a half at 8.07 and three quarters. July spring wheat down one and a half at 7.97 and a half. Mackenzie, it's about that time of year. We're going to start off with weather and uh, this is going to be something that we talk a lot about here the next uh, six weeks or so.
1: Weather forecasts for the central U.S. Corn Belt are dry through next week. Almost all of Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, and Minnesota will see little to no rainfall over the next seven days. The 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 day government maps favor odds of below normal precipitation and above normal temperatures. This Morning's GFS model suggests that rain returns to Iowa, to Iowa, Missouri, and parts of Minnesota around June 4th. Still, Illinois and Indiana remain dry even through the first full week of June.
0: Um, I'll just say it. I think this is a bullish forecast, honestly. We're going into a three-day weekend. The weather markets creep up on you pretty quickly. Uh, Let's zoom in on Illinois and Iowa in particular. This is the GFS, the longer-term model, out through June 9th, and there is very little rainfall expected for the majority of Illinois outside of maybe this northern area, Uh, essentially nothing for Indiana, very little for western Ohio, very little for the eastern half of Missouri, very little for Wisconsin, very little for Michigan, Uh, Minnesota's kind of of a mixed bag if you're in this southeastern portion you're going to be dry so um, you got a couple things going on here I mean big money managers funds they're short the corn market right you've got a three-day weekend coming up do they want to be heavily short going into the three-day weekend looking at this forecast now these forecasts they can change at any point in time just yesterday at midday we saw a a slight shift wetter in this gfs and it caused the market to back off a little bit and this morning it looks drier again so guys like the what i have experienced in the past in in this sort of setup and this is not a guarantee of what's going to happen today or even a prediction uh, but in the past when i've seen this sort of setup uh if the market opens lower, it closes higher in a lot of instances, and that's, again, it's not a prediction or guarantee of what's going to happen today, but this is, this is a friendly looking deal um, from where I sit, the way that I see it uh, here today, certainly.
1: If you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. You won't find content like this anywhere else. Joe, what did you cover yesterday?
0: Okay, so Matt Bennett was on with me yesterday, and we uh, digged a little bit deeper into this weather market deal. Um, So that dry forecast that I talked about for Illinois and Indiana, it is not a death sentence at all. Um, A lot of farmers would tell you that, hey, you know what, if we have a dry uh, forecast, a dry stretch through say late May into early June, followed by some rain, that could actually be ideal. So I'm not saying this is this is like a bad thing for the crop necessarily, it's just that if this dry pattern continues, um, that's something that would be friendly to market and, and the market's gonna trade all of this in real time because they don't know what this next forecast is gonna say. So me and Matt went into some depth on uh, weather markets, on the crop situation, how to handle uh, these crop scare events if one were to occur. If you guys wanna see the premium content, uh, New videos every single business day. Um, I'm going to have one that's blasted out a little bit earlier than normal today regarding grain marketing because uh, sometimes these crop scare events can be some of your best marketing opportunities of the year. Uh, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning, 50 bucks a month. Um, you can sign up on your phone or computer with your credit card. It takes about one minute. Um, I'll send you over our, our most recent videos and uh, jump on the text list for uh, that video here later this morning.
1: Today is the final planting date for farmers to plant corn up in North Dakota. Acres planted after today will incur daily penalties in regard to insurance coverage. Reports from the state have reports from the state have been highly variable due to variations in local weather patterns. Many traders believe that the state will lose a material amount of corn acres versus March intentions.
0: I have absolutely no clue what's going on in North Dakota. I I think the um I think the trade I think some traders believe that we've lost a million acres of corn and gained a million acres of soybeans in North Dakota. And maybe that's why the new crop soybean market in particular has been very soft. But you know something, Mackenzie? We had um, a video I did earlier this week about the crop progress reports and how figuring out acreage in real time is like impossible. And I had a bunch of farmers from North Dakota respond, and the responses were hugely variable. Like some of them were Joe, we're going to get all the corn planted in this county. And some of them were Joe, we're switching a bunch of acres to soybeans in this county. It, w- it was hugely, hu- hugely variable. If you guys are in North Dakota and you're watching on YouTube, uh, drop me a comment in the YouTube video here and let me know what you think, because honestly, I don't have a clue. I think some corn acres will be lost versus intentions. Uh, the intentions number for corn was 3.75 million, which is up quite a bit from last year. So is it is it going to be a million lighter than that? Half a million lighter? Million and a half lighter? I don't know, but I, I think a lot of people are uh, thinking that way, certainly.
1: U.S. ethanol production decreased slightly week over week. Weekly output of 983,000 barrels per day was down 0.4 percent compared to the previous week and down 0.8 percent versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks were pegged at 22.04 million barrels. The print was down 5 percent on the week and down 7.4 percent compared to the same week last year. Implied gasoline demand was up 6 percent on the week and up 4.5 percent versus the same week last year. On average, over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand is up 2.7% versus the same period last year.
0: I don't know why ethanol production isn't better. Uh, The margins are good. Seasonally, we should be increasing in terms of weekly ethanol production and we've been more flat now you've got a big drawdown in stocks that was a a really big drawdown on the week but that's normal seasonal stuff you typically see ethanol stocks draw down um, you know as driving season if you want to call it that um, approaches but these ethanol production numbers are problematic Uh, to this point through the marketing year we're running like almost three percent behind last year whereas usda says we're only going to decline by like one and a half percent usda is is probably going to have to chop their corn demand via ethanol uh, number on the balance sheets. And and I suppose you could see a big surge in uh, in June and July. That, that does happen and that would be normal seasonally. We really need to see it because we don't want to see this, uh, this carryout number get any bigger. And it's probably going to get bigger anyways because of the export situation. But this ethanol thing is another uh, problem potentially.
1: Recent rains have helped to improve the drought situation in Argentina. The Buenos Aires Grain Exchange said yesterday that rainfall is critical for the country's winter wheat crop, which is typically planted from mid-May through July. The exchange estimates this year's harvest at 18 million metric tons up sharply from last year's 12.4 million metric tons. USDA projects that Argentina will be the world's ninth largest wheat producer this year. China, the European Union, India, Russia and the U.S. are the world's top wheat producers.
0: I'm not so much concerned about this as it relates to wheat. They're the world's ninth largest wheat producer. This is not going to uh, make or break the wheat market by any stretch of the imagination. My question or or, uh, issue would be this. Is this like going to turn into a drought busting event in Argentina? And if so, what does that mean for uh, next year's corn and soybean crops you know that's a big deal so argentina had an absolute disaster uh this growing season in regard to corn and soybeans because of the worst drought in 60 years or whatever it was and now you've got some rains coming back now this is the last uh week worth weeks worth of of uh, rainfall that's on my screen here and uh some areas on the on the coast here got really wet but other areas uh did not so it's it's not a total Droughtbuster yet, but we could be trending in that direction. Uh, absolutely, something to keep an eye on.
1: Yesterday's debt ceiling discussions were described as productive by both sides. Despite this encouraging news, yesterday marked the Dow Jones Industrial Average's fourth straight session of losses. The Dow ended the day uh, ended the day down 0.8%. The S&P 500 declined 0.7%, and the Nasdaq Composite slid 0.6%. Most investors still expect Congress to raise the debt ceiling by June 1st. According to economists, if a deal is not achieved, it may trigger an economic meltdown on Wall Street and tip the U.S. economy into a recession.
0: Uh, Stocks are back higher this morning, or at least the S&P and the NASDAQ are. A lot of that has to do with earnings from a couple of companies. One of them in particular is uh, NVIDIA, the chip maker, uh, up 23% uh, this morning following earnings yesterday. So that helped to pull, along with some other things, uh, the S&P back higher and the NASDAQ back higher. But uh, make no mistake, they're... Could be problems in in the economy and the stock market and a whole bunch of other stuff if they don't get this thing fixed. I think they will get it fixed, but uh, we just haven't seen that uh, resolution just yet. We've got GDP out later this morning. Also, initial jobless claims. Uh, What's up next?
1: China's benchmark stock index has lost all its gains for the year. On Wednesday, the CSI 300 index dropped by 1.4%. Chinese stocks have steadily fallen since the country reopened after COVID back in January January. geopolitical uncertainty a declining one and developers financial issues have been blamed for the downturn traders are also keeping an eye keeping an eye on the potential effects of China's new COVID wave China is the world's top importer of soybeans and wheat and is projected to be the world's second largest importer of corn this year
0: There's a COVID. Is there another COVID wave?
1: Yeah. So they're actually expecting by the end of June per week, they're expecting 65 million cases. That is that is per week.
0: Well, you look at you look at this chart and this is not uh, the chart of an account. The stock market's not the economy, but this is a bad, bad look for China in the stock market. And even if you peel this thing back, I mean, the Chinese stock market's weird. I don't know a damn thing about it. I'm not going to pretend that I do. But um, they like uh, just barely eclipsed their highs from like 2007 pre-meltdown uh, in 2021, and then they like gave whole bunch of it back here. Uh, It doesn't look good. And this is, of course, is important because China is such a tremendously huge importer and and player in the global grain markets. It's uh, absolutely an important deal to watch uh, their economy and the uh, things that are going on there. Uh, Export sales this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central, guys. Uh, We've got the bar set pretty low. Uh, Current marketing year corn sales could be net cancellations up to 500,000, maybe up to 400,000 positive, maybe some small net cancellations of soybeans up to maybe 300 positive wheat um, should be flat, maybe some small cancellations, maybe some small net purchases, but the bar set very low there uh, this morning. Uh, cattle had a good day.
1: Yeah, they sure did. Cattle futures were green across the board on Wednesday, supported by higher cash cattle prices. So live cattle futures closed an average of 104 higher. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 133 higher. Uh, as I stated, fat cattle trade got going yesterday and it was sure good. Down in the Southern Plains, cattle traded at 171. That was a buck higher than last week. Here in Nebraska fat cattle traded between 180 and 182 that was up two to four dollars compared to last week there were a few sales reported in the western corn belt at 180 to 182 those sales were anywhere from three to five dollars higher compared to last week choice box beef ended the day at two ninety eight thirty. that was down 244 and select end of the day at two eighty three seventy nine. that was up two dollars and 51 cents
0: Outside markets this morning, guys. Uh, U.S. dollars up just a little bit. The S&P's up 26 points. Uh, the Dow's down 60. The Nasdaq's higher. Um, again, a lot of that has to do with uh, earnings from uh, some of these tech companies. Uh, precious metals off a little bit. Crude oil is down a dollar 23 at 73.10 last in the July WTI. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Friday.